Hello, everybody, and welcome back yet again to another episode of the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast. I am Juwan Arrington, and we are back here with another amazing guest that's going to give you some amazing tips, some amazing tricks on how you can go out there and be an even more awesome person than you already are. And this week, oh my gosh, I am jacked. I'm excited. We have an amazing human being who is doing incredible things with leadership and just encouraging people out there in the world to just learn, love, and kick ass. We have Dr. Brandy Stankovic here on the podcast. I am so excited because I know a couple years back, Brandy, you invited me onto your podcast with the hot box. And that was like when I was first getting started with the 100 series. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to pay it forward or return the favor and invite you back onto my podcast now. So thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on here and share with us. Thank you for having me and congratulations. Hello to everybody with the, uh, the 100 series and everyday awesome. I mean, how much, how, it can't get better than that. Being awesome and having, finding awesomeness every day. So congratulations to you and all you've achieved uh, since we first met. And so I'm glad that uh, I was able to, to learn from you a couple years ago. It's been a couple years ago already, if you believe it, and, and know more about how you're talking to different individuals and kind of building the story behind some of the photos you were taking and your journalism background, all of that. So I really appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild ride these last few years. We've changed the whole landscape of our format. First, it was photos. Then we started doing videos. Now we're doing podcasts now. So we've been really been taking up on this platform, especially with the whole year that we've had with the pandemic like this has been really like the main platform of really getting our message across and it's actually gone pretty well gone very well with using this platform and one thing i want to talk to you about uh and we'll talk about this you know further on down in our conversation today is kind of how you you know do you know, tweak your style up during you know this craziness that's happened in the last you know going on two years almost my goodness almost two years we've been doing this but before we get started with all of that, for all the folks at home who may not be familiar with you and everything that you're about, uh, go ahead and just give everyone just a little synopsis as to exactly who is Dr. Brandy Stankovic. I love it. Uh, so yeah, how do you put that? I need to have an elevator speech just ready to go and rock in these moments. But uh, as you mentioned, my name is Dr. Brian Stankovic and I am the Chief Strategy Officer at a company called CU Solutions Group. So we work in financial services and we help credit unions serve, grow, and remain strong. And my division, we do that through strategy, leadership, risk management, risk appetite, and helping organizations just streamline, create growth, build their business business, etc. So it's a uh, opportunity to get out in the field and energize different people. And I've been working in financial services and or international services my entire career, uh, or at least my entire professional career. Because you know, there's those careers that we have before the career that uh, oh, yeah. you know, only happens, thank goodness YouTube wasn't around back then, but only happens if somebody happens to know you in those moments. But uh, And my doctorate's in organizational leadership 
And I've just been in, in finance and, and business my, my entire life or since I can really think of, of ways to, to get involved and get messy. So it's, uh, it's been quite the journey. Awesome. That is so cool. And let's talk about the leadership aspect of everything. Like what really you know, pulled you towards leadership? Because I know that there's a lot when it comes to leadership, self-growth, self-help. How did you get introduced into all of that? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it and coming in to talk to you today. And it's, I've always been a little bit of a boss babe. Let's be real. So I'm sure I came out sassy, you know, from, from birth, but life wasn't always easy for me growing up. And I know a lot of your listeners will relate to that. Um, I didn't come from money. I didn't have like a legacy Ivy League family. I didn't even have a suburban upbringing necessarily. And so because of that, it made me hungry for a life that I didn't have at the time or wasn't necessarily handed to me. And my dad always said that nothing is free. And that stuck with me at the time. It's just like, how could it, you know, what are we, what are we going to do? And so if I wanted something, I had to earn it. And I think that it is driven my, my perseverance and my commitment to what I do today. But what really differentiates my leadership style now is that I'm also a skilled follower. And I think that that's a uh, underappreciated skill in other humans as well. But I've learned when to step in and take control. I have no problem stepping in, getting in, you know, taking the reins, but also when to follow energetically, because sometimes the world doesn't need another cook in the kitchen. Sometimes we need amazing food runners or dishwashers, all of which are required to make shit happen, right? And so I feel like as I've aged, as I've matured, it's been about leading as much as it is about empowering, supporting, loving the people around me and knowing when the right time is to shout from the mountaintops and take the lead or take the blame or take the reins, but also knowing when the right time is to cheer others on and be loyal and committed. And I think that that is that balance between leadership and followership can, can truly differentiate. And that is so important too, when it comes to leadership is that you don't always have to be like the, that person, you know, that main point, that main you know, point man or point woman mm -hmm. um, with what you're doing. And especially with what I've learned is that, you know, before you lead, you have to know how to follow first mm -hmm. to know how to be a part of a team, because how are you going to lead a team if you don't know the whole team dynamic? Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's, that's so important. That's so huge. Um, and I, I think a lot of times people think that, especially younger uh, leaders, people that are growing their careers, wanting to achieve, thinking that I got to come in, I got to be the, got to be the main man, the main woman in the situation. And, and in reality, it it's typically teams that achieve more anyway, right? There's synergy in that it, it as well. But when you have too many alphas, you have too many cooks, it, it, it's also worse than it would be if, if you just took a, a seat, backseat or whatever. And I think that there's always a time and a place. It also plays into the concept of, of cry wolf somewhat. And what I mean by that is I will hear people shouting all the time that when it's important to shout, no one's listening. Right. And you can, I can relate it to my kids. If I'm yelling at them with the same intensity over everything, that time they run into the street when it's really important that I yell, stop, 
they aren't listening because they're hearing shouting all the time. And the same is true at the workplace. If we're fighting for something we believe in, don't fight for everything. Don't be a pain in everyone's ass because you're always fighting. Fight when it counts. Fight when it's important to get the results that we want. And so I think having that balance back and forth is, is critical. That's so, that's so key. That's like, you know, incredibly important to know when to like check that ego out the door, you know, so that, you know, and really picking your battles, you know, picking like, mm-hmm. okay, when, you know, when, what are the things that are most important to me? And, you know, when do I stick up for those things? And what are the things that are like, you know what, it's not that important. You know, I don't have to like, you know, headbutt on every single mm-hmm. time. And mm-hmm. it's like, this one slide. Okay. And it's like, it's, it's okay to like, you know, to take an L, you know, it's this, mm-hmm. I think that's what the kids are saying now, you know, take an L or get a W. So mm-hmm. like, it, it's okay to, to take an L, you know, you don't have to, to like win every mm-hmm. single thing. Okay. So I am understanding that correctly, that taking an L is not like the L train or it's taking a loss, right? Yes, it's okay right. sometimes to take the loss. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure because, you know, kids these days, I, I don't know that I always uh, feel as relevant, but that's, but you're absolutely right. I mean, sometimes it, it, you don't always have to be going for the W on every single thing because then you're exhausting to be around, to be honest. Absolutely. So like what types of like books, like, did you get like into reading? Like, I know for me, like some of the, the first like, like books about leadership, self growth that I really like got into were like some Dale Carnegie books, like, you know, mm-hmm. how to win friends and influence people, magic of thinking big, mm-hmm. uh, art of dealing with people it's a teeny tiny little little rope little book you know but oh my gosh the information was like priceless and it's like i was reading this stuff when i was like 25 and i'm like why hasn't anyone told me this before now and it's like yeah hey uh i'm just googling right now because that's what we do we're live broadcasting and i want to make sure you get the author's name right but one of the books i just read that i absolutely love is quit like a millionaire by bryce lung and christy shen I'm pretty sure I didn't pronounce this right, but it's a fantastic book. Uh, and so I, I highly encourage people um, to, to read that one. The other one that I read recently is Never Split the Difference. It's about negotiation. It's fantastic. That's one of those books that I bought it for everyone for Christmas because it's so, so, so good. And um, it is by Chris Voss, and he also has a master class and things like that. Some of the fundamental, so those are two awesome ones, but some of the fundamental books that I love are uh, The Eighth Habit by Stephen Covey. The, so not only The Seven Habits, but The Eighth Habit about uh, doing. It's in the execution that matters. Um, and I love anything Ken Blanchard. I, I'm a nonfiction fan in general, so even those stories about real-life things that have happened um, that then have leadership lessons that come from that. I, I really love, I love the power of habit. That's an excellent book. Uh, the, I've also read several books on, uh, like the, the brain and, and our learning systems and, and then how it also plays into things like, uh, I've read the game. I think it was Neil Strauss that wrote that. It, it, it all of those books about how people were influencing, people of the opposite sex and not always for good, but the way that they were doing that, what happens in the brain um, in order for us to to fall victim to those things. Uh, I love any books that kind of make you go, really? That's so true. Um, So yes, 
Does that, I hope that answers. And Dale Carnegie, of course, is a master, is a godfather of business. So I'm with you there. I love it. I love it. Yeah, there's a, a book kind of similar to the ones we were just talking about called Wire That Away by Marita <laughs> Letower, where she really breaks down like different personality types. And like, you know, they have one called Sanguine, there's Cleric, Phlegmatic. There's another one called uh, Melancholy. Those, those are the main four. And you could be one of those as like your primary. And then mm. you could be another one as like your secondary. Mm. And reading that book is like, and then like, I look at people so differently now when you understand different personality types and how mm -hmm. they relate to your own personality. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's it, like, it's, it's like the it's like the matrix once you well, once mm -hmm. you go once you take that red pill can't there's, no going, there's no going mm -hmm. back mm -hmm. that's it's, so true it's, it's insane it's totally insane and that's that's some of the best part about learning it really is it really is and and that's like really like a reason why i started doing what i'm doing with 100 shares is that i started accumulating mm -hmm. all of this knowledge and i'm like you know what I'm accumulating this. I'm you know, putting it into into you know my own effect and my own career. You know what? Let me let me see if I can help some other people out, mm -hmm. and you know and apply some of these in my own community and so into my into my community, and you know kind of do what a what a Dale Carnegie did, not quite on his scale, but just pull people from different walks of life, you know, mm -hmm. and they'll just interview them and talk to them and see how they do what they do, why they do what they do, mm -hmm. what makes them tick. And while each individual story is different, mm -hmm. there are always like similarities. In mm -hmm. all, and I love that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's you finding that fabric that, that creates affinity between people too. And that's what makes you special in what you do. It's, we all could be, that's the beauty of diversity, right? I mean, we could all be very different. And yet, there are things that, that bring us together. Absolutely. So let's talk about your show that, that you have, The Strategic Hot Box, which I think is totally awesome. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about, one, obviously, how did it begin? And mm -hmm. two, how do you find you know, your guests you know, for each episode? Sure. Uh, so we have now celebrated five years. So right. five years of the Strategic Hotbox, which is absolutely right. sanity. I know. Five years. We've had over 100 episodes, and it is uh, we have now reached about 500,000 followers. So it's a big year of celebration wow. for us. I know. <clears throat> and I don't even just, you know, that emoji with the head exploding. So I feel most of the time around it. So it started, I wrote, I had the opportunity to write a book back in like 2014, 2015 with a gentleman named Mark C. Thompson. He's a fantastic, best-selling author and speaker. And I just was very honored and, and lucky to share the stage with him and be mentored by him after the fact and um, I'll share this with, the, with your audience but I uh, was speaking at a, at a credit union conference and I was one of the people on stage that were keeping it real we're gonna have the, uh, a keynote speaker who is just up here in his knowledge and his engagement getting everybody excited and then we're gonna bring somebody like a real person up to put it into credit union talk and so I was one of those individuals and he and I just had a positive interaction or positive energy during that segment after he had spoken 
And then uh, I we took a selfie because it was a conference, take a selfie, hashtag conference code. And then I asked him to send me the picture because I knew if he emailed me the picture, I'd have his email address, right? So, yeah, always thinking. So anyway, he I emailed him back, like, this perfect letter of, like, if you ever want to work together, like, you know, perfectly crafted. And he wrote back, keep in touch. <laughs> and I said, I'm like, well, there was my worst case, right? Worst case, he doesn't write back, rewrites back, something like that. A couple weeks later, his secretary reached out to me and uh, wanted to set up a call. And then we had monthly mentoring, and then we ultimately wrote a book together. So it was a really exciting process. With that in mind, anything I do with the strategic MVP, the name of the book, is involved with the two of us. So I wanted to take what I had worked on and then evolve my portion of those leadership lessons and sharing and, and knowledge with the world and do it in a way that was within my brand alone and, and how I could continue my voice and build my voice. So the strategic hotbox was born and podcasts were just starting out back then. I mean, it was 2015, 2016. So it uh, was a time where there weren't as many, there weren't, it wasn't as saturated as it is now. And so we just built it from the ground up in the most raw, authentic possible way. So awesome. That is so cool. And your, your show, your podcast, kind of similar to mine, you're, you, know, you have different topics. You have different guests mm -hmm. from all mm -hmm. walks of life. How do you go about like, finding your guests? Like, do you, are they from recommendations, just people you, you, know, you notice and catch your attention type of thing? Well, one thing that um, I have chosen from the beginning, and it's part of my personal brand, right? That is, of course, reflected in the brand of the of the podcast itself. But is that you know, I, I don't I don't mess around. I normally would insert a certain F word in there, but but I don't mess around. I won't do that on your show for you know. I don't know where your listeners are on that, but but when it comes to go, ahead, around, go for it. <laughs> so I, so I don't fuck around, and so because of that, it is this moment of with that. I, I wanted it to be good from the beginning. So we came up with segments of learn, love, and kick ass. You mentioned those at the very, very top. And that is, that is part of my philosophy. It's part of my, my mantra. And it also wanted to live within the brand, my brand, of being edgy and informed and energized and, and never diluted. So this authentic place that people could just be real and have these conversations that we normally have at the bar after work that we should be having in the boardroom. And, and thus, we decided to take leadership with this learn, love, kick-ass concept and make it what all of the episodes we would be drawn together with and then find people that are doing just that, like yourself, saying out there, you are out in the community kicking ass and you're learning from people and you're loving and you're building relationships. We want to learn more. And that's, you know, what brought, uh, brought you to us. So when it comes to guests, it, it has taken its own life now. Initially, let's be real. I texted a couple of my close friends that I knew were good speakers and said, yo, you like me? I like you. Can you do me a huge favor and like join as a guest on this podcast, crazy podcast idea I have? And, and they did. And ultimately, the majority of the guests have been either relationships or relationships of guests, right? So I meet somebody that's amazing that happens to also know somebody else. Then we, we occasionally will get somebody to come to us that's looking for publicity for different reasons. And sometimes those are good. You can find really golden nuggets, but other times it's difficult because they have a, a certain message they want to get out in a certain way and aren't really having a convo, you know, the, but 
but most of the time it's reaching out and then not being afraid to ask. And I always will talk to people say, I love your story. And this is what intrigues me about your story. This is what you're doing that is fine. So special. Here's what I would love to talk about on the episode and what the goal is. And sometimes we start with the person and we create the topic. And sometimes we have a topic and we find a person. So it just depends on, uh, on you know where we're at and the things that we want to conquer or or chew up within within the hot box. I like that you mentioned that you started out by just talking to people that you know mm-hmm. and you know and it just grew from there. And that's the same thing that happened to me as well. Like I was doing this thing 2015, summer 2015, and I'm like, all right, how am I going to do this? How am I going to to build this brand? And I'm like, you know, I know a lot of cool people here in the Quad Cities. I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to just talk to them. I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to ask them a few questions, interview them like I would do, you know, for my job and take their picture and post it. And Mm -hmm. it's so cool. Like just watching those posts and seeing their friends comment, Mm. family comments on it. And like, just, you know, talking about how, cool they are how proud of them they are i love that that's like the most rewarding part of doing this is is you know being able to to edify you know people in the community people in the community who may not get it otherwise and Mm -hmm. so huge and then same thing from there like they were like hey joan you should you know talk to this person they'd be perfect for what you're doing or i would have people you know, reach out to me out of the blue, who I've never never met before, wanting mm-hmm. to to share and you know, be a part of this Team 100 that mm-hmm. I call Community Team 100, and it's it's crazy how like you if, when you stay consistent for so long that people people want to be part of something big. I think mm-hmm. always so you know, give them something positive to be part of, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and help people share their message. And I think that's something that you've done really well too, is giving people a voice or a platform. Absolutely. So you said you're well over a hundred episodes into your show now, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. a huge milestone. That's a huge milestone. I'm like around the 70 ish mark. Wow. I've only been doing this for, for a couple of years now but that that that's huge and you've had on you know, so many guests myself included you've had on i think you've had on i believe it was a, a fighter i believe or maybe mm-hmm. yeah i think th- think that was one of the ones that i watched to prepare myself for when i was coming on onto your show and i thought that was so cool because you got you have like an actual like set and studio and stuff too mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. That, so that, that's that's yeah go ahead that's like so cool. That's like where I'm working at right now. Right now, I, I kind of have like my own little setup right here in my room. But like eventually, like my goal is to have like my own like set similar to what you have going on. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, everybody has to start somewhere in, in how you're doing it. And now in today's environment, 2021, that the tools that we have at our disposal that are high quality are in a different place than they were you know, when we started however many years ago. And so I, I didn't know how to post to Apple and to all these different things. I didn't know how to, to record at the quality I wanted to record or zoom in individuals or have people in person at the quality that I did with multiple cameras. And so having a studio support that in the Vegas Video Network um, has been a, a crucial part of the growth of the Hotbox, no doubt about it. But you, we have to start somewhere in figuring it all out. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it. I, I see 
tremendous benefit to that. And you were mentioning a couple of the guests. Yeah, I mean, I've got a solid list of C-list celebrities. So maybe even a B minus in there or something you want. So I mean, try not to be super jealous or anything in the, in the guests that we've had. But we've had so a couple reality show winners, uh, reality show hosts um, from the uh, show on the History Channel, one from that show, Naked and Afraid. We've had uh, okay. one of my favorite guests ever was um, a the executive former CEO and uh, of like Fox Entertainment and, and going through all the mergers and transitions. I love talking to him. It we've had different guests. It depends on bit on the topic. You know, we have had people that were going for the UFC and fighting. People that were bodybuilders. We had a sex therapist early on. We've had uh, more spiritual um, somebody that's non-binary talking about their growth and being authentic. Recently, we've had drag queen. We've had the ultimate drag queen from Las Vegas. Um, so we, yeah, it's been, it's been a, a beautiful diversity of individuals and you can learn, like you said, from anybody's story. That's incredible mm -hmm. that, you were able to, that you're able to get like some of these people who have, they're not, they're not like huge celebrities, but you know, they've definitely, you know, have their, their fair share of popularity in, in, mm -hmm. in the, the world of social media and, and all that. Um, mm -hmm. What's one thing that you do or try to do? Because I know like with myself, I'm still, I consider myself still a pretty small organization. Mm -hmm. Is what do you do to make people understand and take serious what you do, your brand and all that? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that uh, a personal brand is, is uh, overlooked, is often overlooked by different individuals. I define brand, whether it's personal brand or organizational brand, is the relationship or experience that somebody has with me. So what's it like to be around me? What is, what's it like to get an email from me? What's it like to Zoom with me? What's it like to be in person with me? And, and recognizing that all of those things can be slightly different depending on how we come across in different media channels and things. So when it comes to brand, it is something that has evolved for me it, as I've matured, as I've evolved as a human, but so too has the brand. But looking at things like what's my energy level, what are my unofficial roles, what's my position power, what are those things that uh, my relationships that who I'm known to associate with that could impact me, what's the look that I have and how I come across and present myself to the world. And, and then I created those words that I shared with you about the podcast. And I, I stick to that being edgy, energized, informed, and never diluted. And so I want to come into something pushing boundaries, being edgy in the way of, I'm not your average chick. And then I also come in with energy because if I'm going to do it. I want to do it right. And then being informed, I don't, I don't go into situations. I don't certainly don't like to go into situations and not know the legacy that's, that was before me. I like to respect the legacy, understand that, be informed as I can about where the situation is before we go making decisions or making a splash and then not to be deluded and be authentic and try to be real and keep it real. And so translating that to people is if I think will come partially through just being true to it ourselves. If we understand who we are and who we present to the world and making sure those are the same thing where we want them to be, then it, it, people will understand that. They'll feel that. They'll get that, right? And there's been tons of times where I've been challenged throughout my career on my brand or what I present or using curse words. And 
I have put in the work to earn the place to be able to be in the place that I'm at. But one thing I can, I can be sure is that people don't challenge my commitment. They don't challenge my energy or my education. And they know that about me, right? So they can challenge my style, but they aren't going to say challenge the things that are true and being, you know, family first or being my values um, within. And so I think that if we live to that, it'll help us process in all ways. And then asking yourself questions all the time. Does this event that I've been invited to represent my brand? Does this challenge or catastrophe that I'm dealing with represent my brand? And, and how does it, and how does it relate? And if things don't, what do you have to do to mediate? Uh, what do you have to do to promote or knowing when to say no? Yeah, and I think that's the huge part because I know that I get a lot of people obviously wanting to, you know, collaborate, team up, you, know, you, you name it. And like, I know I'm always like watching, like, what is this person like? Like, cause the best collaborations work when you have shared audience and shared values. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm always looking at people who are, who have similar values with the 100 series and also like to look at, you know, is their audience you know, similar to mine? You know, mm -hmm. my audience is, you know, why a lot of young people. So a lot of my content is geared towards you know, a younger audience. Not saying that I'm not going to feature, you know, someone who's much older. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to you know, feature, you know, anyone, all walk of life, all ages, everything. But mm -hmm. I'm always looking for, you know, what, you know, who's going to jive well mm -hmm. with, with, you know, the brand, with the 100 series brand. And then we can build from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And represent that because I mean, ultimately it's, it becomes part of you once, once you have that conversation or once you bring you into your, into your den. All right. So what have been some challenges that you have encountered over the, over these last five or six years of doing the hot box that you've had to overcome? The challenges with the hot box, I would say challenges with life and then it just impacts all things like like the hot box. Now the hot box has always been a side gig, right? And so I have a full-time job and working at C Solutions Group and, and I mentioned a little bit about that. And so the hot box has never been something that's been a source of revenue or something that we're seeking to to to, to share in that way. It's always been about getting information into the hands of people that that need it that may not have access to some of these individuals or conversations and and, and opening up the world to that that authenticity and and so the challenges are are there in the fact that if this isn't my day job then how do i give it the focus that it deserves so that was always a challenge and prioritizing how to get build the brand and build uh, the message it's also been a challenge in times in logistics. I mean, there's all of the back office admin. Anybody that's never run a business, the hardest part about running a business is running a business. It's not actually doing the work and having the passion to be on the field. It's writing invoices and doing follow-up phone calls and answering your emails and doing yeah. all that kind of stuff. That stuff will kill any business faster than, than the, a lack of passion. My goodness, that's, that's the stuff we love. And so that, that piece of it's a challenge. And then, you know, the last year, it's, it's one of those that uh, my 
my uh, purpose on the planet is to inspire results, help organizations and humans be the best versions of themselves, right? And to shine a light on inclusion. And I have been growing towards that. And then we get into what we've faced in the pandemic and what we faced in 2021. And it, you know, it flipped my life right upside down, like it's like a throwback to some Fresh Prince of Bel-Air there. But it, it literally changed everything. And however, when I look back, I was talking to a colleague today, as a matter of fact, that 2021 has been the most difficult year of my life. There's been deaths and losses and business losses and change of life and change of status and change of kids and it, it's been in, in, intense. And so it, it, it's almost embarrassing to think back to early 2020 when I was so spoiled and so entitled to my old normal that I was devastated to have to be at home where my family was healthy and smiling and together. It almost feels gluttonous now to think that, oh, we were that hashtag first world problems that we have to be at home for a couple of weeks. We had no idea what was to come in 2020 and 2021. And I think that now looking back, it's just a reminder about being thankful, about remembering the people that are around us, about, about you know, landing on your feet and switching it up. Like, shit, I didn't know how to Zoom as well as I do now. And I'm great at it now. I'm like a Zoom gangster. And that was something that we had to relearn. I didn't know how I came across virtually as much as I do now. We had to relearn. There was all sorts of skills, but, but it, we had to do it together. And we had to, to, to learn. And we had to just figure it out and, and not be entitled to happiness and not be entitled to the old normal, but recognize that, that life is freaking, you know, just precious and fragile, that we've just got to be ready to, to breathe in the sunshine every single day we get the chance. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, the last, you know, year and a half has been insane. It's been absolutely insane. A lot of, a lot of stress, a lot of stress, a lot of having to face yourself, you know, mm -hmm. you know I think that, you know, before the pandemic, obviously with everyone, uh, you know, go, go, go. And then all of a sudden snap having to be forced to be at home and not be able to, you know, get away from yourself mm -hmm. and having to really, you know, to face yourself and really look at yourself and, you know, face whatever you have going on, you know, head on because you mm -hmm. had to. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then from there, you know, having those revelations and knowing to value what's most important in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's what I took out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, just from the, the personal, the personal side of things, logistically on the business side of things, you know, like you're saying, learning about how to operate all this new technology in order to stay connected and, and to still you know, keep, you know, mm -hmm. the business somewhat going and now having learned all that stuff, now that you know, we can be out, out and about now, it's like I, now I, I have more, I have more tools. I have mm -hmm. more tools of the trade to work with. Mm -hmm. And obviously now you know, Zoom's getting a little bit more, more of my, my bank account now, but it's okay because you know, we're, mm -hmm. we're taking things to the next level. And you know, if, you, if you're at the next level, you got to you know, operate you know, yeah. at the next level. 
So I'm totally cool with that. And, you know, I'm just excited. I'm excited for the future. I'm excited mm-hmm. to, to see what's going to happen next. Like, I know that because of what happened over the last year, I've gotten more connected with some people who I probably wouldn't have been connected with. And, mm. you know, met, you know, more people, you know, this way as well. And, you know, ultimately, you know, I'm one of those types of people where I just like to to just chill and you know, mm-hmm. just understand that things are eventually going to work out, not to worry too much because there's only so much that we have control of in our own hands. So all we can do is just control what we can't control. And then with the rest, you know, we'll just pray on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good philosophy to have. And I can certainly take a lesson from you in chilling. (laughs) That's something that I have a tough time doing. Even when I'm chilling, I'm actually reading or, you know, whatever. So it's a, yeah, I think that, 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 that point that you made is not, is not lost on me. And the fact that we need to relax into it a little, there's only so much we can do. Resilience is about survival in a lot of ways. Absolutely. So I meant to ask you this, this earlier, but I ask you this now, like what are some like daily habits that you have to kind of keep mm. your mind focused on what you're doing, your goals, your career? Like for me, like some of my daily habits are, you know, connecting with people. I'm shooting on messages. I'm, you know, if I'm not photographing people, I'm setting up shoots with people or I'm editing to keep my, my editing skills sharp or I'm learning. I'm mm-hmm. learning, you know, some new skills or reading a book or, mm-hmm. you know, a podcast or just some getting some type of a knowledge, you know, to help grow me. Those are some of my daily habits. Like what are some of yours? I love that. I love that. I love all of yours. Uh, I would say this is an interesting question when I hadn't really thought about as top of mind, but what I do is one of the things that I do and I learned from some of guests on the podcast, Laura Gassner Auding, is I don't open my email until I'm planning to respond to my email because email is a vortex of time and energy, right? Now, sometimes you need to, and that's the first thing, and I come in and I hit the email box right away, and that's that's the focus. But I will close it out throughout the day. I don't let it ding constantly. I don't go back to it constantly if I need to, to focus on something. So that's one thing is managing it. I will also make the determination. I am not replying to anything today so I can get this done. And I've had to really do that this last year to compartmentalize somewhat in order to give the present the focus that it deserves. So if I'm working on a project or, or something. The, another thing that I, that I do daily is I schedule time for things that I will put in my calendar. Do not schedule calls this day because you need to finish that damn presentation or whatever. But giving myself the time to think because we're multitasking so much now, Zooms is actually make it worse where we're back to back to back to back. There's not even time in between meetings that you don't even have a chance to process the brief think throughout the day. So trying to schedule time. I also uh, have been getting better. This is a work in process, but am finding that exercise and, and lifting weights and, and moving my muscles have been critical because sitting in an office for 18 months was not good for my body or my mind. And so exercise. And then I 
We have a philosophy in our family with my boys. I have two beefcakes. They're now nine and 11 that uh, we wake up happy and we never miss a sunset. And so there's always moments where waking up on the right side of the bed, being thankful to be alive and healthy and together, and then trying not to miss those magical moments like sunsets to just take a moment to, to breathe. So I'm, I'm trying to incorporate more of that uh, every day as well. But I would say like the weird habits that I have is I don't eat and I need to get better about that. Um, I'm trying to drink water, but you well, you see how well that's going right now. That's <laughs> like a half a step. Be uh, connecting with people is important. Being positive is important, but really compartmentalizing, scheduling time, focus on keeping things that are a priority actually a priority with my time as well. Nice, nice, love it, love it. It's good stuff. So, you said you do a lot. Do you do a lot of those speeches or presentations for your your job? What's that like? Um, I love it. It's, it's, it's what I'm missing the most with this new normal that we're in is getting out and being with people in person and energizing and, and leading and speaking the, but I've been doing a lot of virtual engagements and some in person. I, I love it. I love to find new cool ways to look at things to provide whatever metaphors necessary for someone to have an aha moment to make life relatable, to take those leadership lessons and make them applied in a way that we can use them to encourage people to execute on things that they know already just aren't doing and just giving people whatever tools they need to be the best they can be. That's so cool. That's so cool. I hope one day to actually to be able to do those live speeches or presentations. Obviously right now there isn't a whole lot of that going on but I know that like a friend of mine, like she's is going to give a TED talk in, in Des Moines, oh, wow. Iowa soon. So and it's cool. like, and it's like, that's like a, a goal that mm. I have is that is to be able to spread the message you know, to a live audience rather than mm. just, you know, through the internet or through, you know, live stream. Or mm-hmm. have you. It's actually, cause I, I, I love it. I love that, that, that personal touch. Mm-hmm. You can talk to living people, like actually look someone in their actual eyes face to face. And mm-hmm. be able to, you know, hopefully, you know, you know, sell some good, some good positivity into them. Yeah, you definitely can engage people in different ways when you have that that chemistry and connection with people that you have in person. You know, and that's something that is lost in this environment. But one uh, like offering I'll make to I mean, all of your followers, listeners, watchers is if if whatever it is that you want your craft to be. So if presentations are your craft, then treat it like a craft, treat it like your magic Johnson. And you're trying to improve on your free throws, watch tape, practice, pay attention, give yourself opportunities. Like I watch every video and then I'll only listen to videos to hear how inflection, communication, articulation, all play a role, cadence, how fast yes. I talk, how slow. And with the digital, I, I'm trying to play a body language that in a way that gives to the message or using proximity to the camera, all those little things play a role in how effective we are at delivering a message. And if you want it to be a craft, make it a craft, you know, put your, yes. you know, and your Magic Johnson uh, suit on. Wow. That's good stuff. That's a good nugget right there. I'm going to have to make sure I write that one down because <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you for that little nugget there. Of course. So, as we start to wind things down here on the podcast, I always want to give people a chance to give any pointers, tips of advice that you feel that the people at home, you know, 
could really know or use? It's all about doing something. So we talked, we learn, we love, and then we have to get out there and kick some ass. It's in the doing where knowledge is applied. It's in the doing that we can make a difference. It's in the doing that we will improve our health, our, our mental awareness, our relationships, that we, most of us know what we need to do. It's in the execution that something happens. So I encourage everyone that's here today to take one little tip that they learned from you in this podcast or in others and go out there and and do it, put it on the list, make it happen, get rid of contingency plans, those moments that I'll do this once I do that, or I need to get a little this before I get that. Eh, just go do something, because most of the time it will find that progress is built. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. There's a million cliches, eat an elephant one bite at a time, all the things that you need, but go out and do. Go kick some ass. Love it. And how can people find you or the Hotbox if they want to get more information about you and what you have going on? You can hit us up on the Strategic Hotbox at strategichotbox.com or on social media, Facebook at Strategic Hotbox. We also are out, you know, twitting and snapping and insaying and all those things. But uh, on Twitter at Brandylove, B-R-A-N-D-I-L-U-B. Same with Instagram and then Instagram also at Strategic Hotbox. So, I mean, honestly, throw it into Google and I'm sure we can figure it out. But I'd love for people to hit me up and let's stay connected. Love it. Love it. Awesome. You heard her right there, people. Dr. Brandy, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing. This has been awesome. I learned a lot of good nuggets here. I'm definitely going to be going back and rewatching this to take some notes for sure. And everyone home, I hope you do the same as well. Brandy, thank you so much. Thank you. you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for kicking ass the way that you are and taking care of the humans in your communities. I just, I love it. And so I appreciate being a part of your network. <laughs> No problem. Love having you. Love having you on board. And stay on uh, for uh, for a couple more minutes here. I'm gonna get some info from you because I want to get you a new 100 series T-shirt yes. to have right here. So I'm gonna get you hooked up here in a All few right. minutes. So, Dr. Brandy, thank you so much. Everyone at home, thank you for checking out another episode of the 100 series Everyday Awesome Podcast. Stay followed to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter twitch all the things on the world of internet so you know exactly what our next post is going to drop what our next podcast is going to drop and when all of our nice little fun projects are going to be dropped as well thank you all as always i wish you all peace prosperity and positivity take care of yourselves and as always keep it 100. Mm -hmm.